podcast and webinar series. Today, we're going to talk about energy. We're going to talk about business and leadership and what to do when you feel everything. How do we awaken our passions and our dreams? Our guest today is an expert in all of that. And before we bring her on, let's go ahead and dive in and welcome to the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome back. Today, I want to introduce you to Sydney Campos, who is streaming live with us all the way from Hawaii. It sounds just amazing. I already want to go back, Sydney. <laughs> I, my, my family and we were just there in Maui, although I know you're on the big island not very long ago. It is a magical energy and I can see why energetically you would have been attracted to it. Let me tell you that she is a visionary, an energy healer, a business strategy expert, and the best-selling author, author of The Empath Experience, What to Do When You Feel Everything. Now, I think normally we might think that business and energy and all of that doesn't go together. It's not in the same space, but as we know as leaders, as entrepreneurs, that the two are so quickly aligned. When my energy feels amazing, I sell more. When my energy is great, I'm able to coach in a different way. I'm able to contribute. My energy on a stage is different. And I'm sure that we're going to talk about all of that today with Sydney. She's devoted to really creating heaven on earth in all moments of life, whether leading marketing strategies for conscious companies, hosting transformational retreats, building aligned businesses in one where we feel like we can take forward motion in a really conscious way. And she loves to train people and build social communities. Sydney illuminates bridges into new dimensions. She's a sought after expert in the fields of consciousness, business, embodiment, energy mastery, authenticity, intuition, and leadership. She's been featured in Forbes, Mind Body Green, Refinery 29, Bustle, Pure Wow, and New York Magazine, to name a few. She gratefully resides in Hawaii and her new book, I'm Ascending, Now What? comes out in 2022. And I'm sure we're going to talk all about that and really deciding how we can awaken our intuition, trust in what we're looking for, and live the life that we were called to be. Well, welcome, Sydney, to our show. Hi. Oh, that was so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. So when people are listening today, you know, we have leaders and companies, we have uh, entrepreneurs, we have uh, retirees or caretakers, all of the like listening today, mm. here to gain golden nuggets, to raise themselves, to grow and, and gain more consciousness and emotional intelligence. Mm. What's something that you're really passionate about right now? I feel like all roads always lead me back to deepening in my own authenticity um, authentic expression. And it's, it's kind of like an endless rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, did I do any work my whole life? I don't know. Cause it's like another layer comes up of inauthenticity or a subtlety of like, wait, this isn't what I thought used to be real. It no longer feels aligned and what's next and what's new and what's alive now and what's emerging. And so, 
yeah, I would say deeper authenticity and more presence. <laughs> so somebody's listening and they, that all sounds like Greek to them. They don't <laughs> know what that looks like. <laughs> Where I do you start? I'm in my like, energy. I, I love the way that you did my intro, by the way. Thank you so much. And, you know, I am here to bridge different dimensions and I'm really passionate about articulating concepts in a way that everybody can feel and understand in their own language, in their own way. And um, I want to actually challenge myself in this space with you to just be really concise and clear and drop any of my spiritual jargon <laughs> that might be like a block to someone who's like, wait a minute, what is all this woo-woo stuff? Because you're right. It's like we're talking about energy. We're talking about energetics. We're talking about presence and you can feel it. We can all feel it. We all have these animal bodies, right? Like 90% of our communication is nonverbal. And so that's something I'm really passionate about in myself and helping others is like, you know, to attune more with our own presence, with that power that's really unspeakable that we don't really often articulate, but we feel it always in all of our interactions. We can feel it on a screen. We can feel it on a video in person with someone else. We can feel what they're saying despite what they're actually saying. And so this is just something I am so passionate about kind of un raveling and empowering others to see and feel more clearly who they're being, how they're showing up, and to be able to better navigate and discern the world around them so they can make good choices. Let's talk about that. We love to talk about emotional intelligence. So as you're talking and relating it to our own self-awareness, increasing our awareness of how am I really feeling? How, what is it that I want? And then we talk about self-management. So if I feel something or I know something, let's even take it to a corporate setting. Let's say I'm in a boardroom and I intuitively feel like I have a great idea, but I stop myself because I feel mm -hmm. like an imposter. That relates to what you're saying. Oh, yeah. That is a core one for me. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I have like, the biggest imposter fraud. You know, it's, I, it's called the visionary shadow. I mean, that's how I've kind of come to relate to it. You know, those of us that really relate to this archetype of the visionary, the pioneer, the one that sees the future that's not here yet, we're here to create it. We're here to create the world that we wish existed. And it can feel very lonely sometimes. And it can bring up shadows of people pleasing and any abandonment trauma that we might have. It's like, oh, do people understand? Do people like this? I don't know, am I right? And really, it challenges us, this shadow, if we have it, to develop this core stability and this, you know, self-confidence, this support for ourselves. And I mean, I would just say it, frankly, to like really let go of caring what other people think and being so turned on about our ideas, our creativity, our expression that we're going to say the thing in the meeting, you know, and we see the imposter syndrome like come up as a protector, as a protective strategy that kept us safe. Maybe when we were little, maybe for, you know, part of our life growing up, but we don't need it anymore at a certain point. And so eventually our spirit, our creativity gets bigger and we can still see that little voice like you shouldn't do that. You're not enough. You don't know what you're doing. People think you're crazy. No one else is doing this. You know, but we see that. But then the voice of creativity, of our truth, of our authentic expression is louder, is more strong, is the thing that we really lead with instead. Mm. Absolutely. I hear a lot of trusting what it is that we want to talk about when we we'll do a confidence assessment. And mm. one of the, the competencies in confidence is trusting my intuition is taking a risk. Now, some people may say bungee jumping or skydiving. <laughs> I don't think that's my form of risk taking. Sometimes it literally is 
saying something that's difficult to a team member. You know, I had an experience yesterday. It was really beautiful where I realized sometimes I don't like to address situations if they make me feel uncomfortable. And it's probably not a new thought or like, oh, wow. But I could feel like, oh, there's situations that maybe with my husband or with our team members, I might avoid because it makes me feel uncomfortable or I'm afraid they're not going to like my response or like what I have to say. But pushing through that and then expressing it, it's exhilarating on the other side where we feel authentic mm. and not like disconnected from ourselves. Mm. Feels liberating. It feels like a surge in energy when that happens because you're in doing that and taking aligned action that's really coherent or just, it's true, it's true to you. Every time that we step deeper into our truth, into our authenticity, we're feeling more of our power. We're feeling more of our life force. We're literally releasing blocks in our body, in our system that have repressed our power, that have repressed, repressed our magnetism, our creative ability. And, you know, you remind me of how all of life is about intimate relationships. All of life is about how we're relating, right, to anything. We're making the whole thing up. And it's, you know, especially in business. That's why I love merging energetics with business because it's like, you know, especially when you have business partners, it's like this is a commercial marriage. <laughs> like all the things that come up in a, our most intimate partnerships are going to come up in a business. Business is like a baby. When you have a team and co-founders, it's like a family and all of the same shadow patterns, the traumas are going to come up in the business relationship around the vision, around birthing a child into form, you know? And so I just love using that metaphor. And it's, it's really helped me a lot actually to mature in the way that I lead and the way that I show up and the way I'm willing to have really challenging, difficult, let's call them brave <laughs> conversations where we get to set aside our personality and the the wounded part that's afraid of being judged or wrong or excommunicated from the tribe or whatever it is. We have so much more in common than we ever think, right? It's like we have most people, it's like we all have very similar <laughs> things that we're afraid of. It's amazing. And when we finally name them, it's like, oh yeah, me too. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. I think we're more alike than we think as human beings, that we have more in common of, about our fears and about our hopes, our dreams, things that we want, whether we work for a company, whether we're an entrepreneur, whatever our role is, at the end of the day, we want to feel aligned in a sense of peace. You know, I will talk with people that own their own business and you know, most of the time I'll ask, what's your goal? And it's usually, you know, some monetary goal, some business goal. When we really get into it, at the end of the day, we just want a feeling of peace. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's it. And that's really the key is like, wow, I want the seeking of all these externals that we're so conditioned by. I mean, in our, I grew up in America, you know, it's very capitalist conditioning and there's this, this deep wiring to seek out from, you know, outside of oneself, <laughs> whatever the thing is that's going to complete me. And once I have enough money, once I have the success, once I, whatever it is, insert the blank, once I have the thing, the condition that really, yeah, my inner peace is dependent on somehow, right? And then untangling that. I love that you just, you know, just articulated that so clearly under, I see that with my clients all the time too. It's like, what do you really, really want? It's not usually what you think. It's not really an outside thing. It's the outside thing you think is going to give you the inside thing. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So let's give the audience a few tangible tools. If they're listening and they're saying, yes, you know, I, I would love to take more risks or trust my intuition or mm -hmm. do a video to help with my personal brand or any of those things that make us maybe oh. nervous, or we don't feel authentic, or we, you know, I want to mm -hmm. speak up in that meeting. What are some of your favorite tools that you help your clients with to feeling that alignment and trusting our intuition? Oh, there's so many. Yeah, let me tune in about what would be most supportive. Oh, honestly, I want to say just try. Just like get out there and do it. It's like oftentimes the first time is just the hard to, you know, there's all this energy stacked of like, I can't make the video. I can't write the post. I can't publish the article. I can't write this, whatever it is. And it, it's like just the first time you can get yourself whatever it takes to just do that, even if it feels excruciating. And this is why mentorship and having support and, and just accountability with your friends too. Like I would say that's huge. Having support, having someone that you can work with around whatever's coming up for you. Like it's so normal to have fear and trepidation around expansion. You know, it's like our our mind, our mental wiring is is there to really keep us safe, which it equates with not changing. <laughs> so it's like we have this inherited system within us that's like very contrary to how we're actually meant to be in the world, which is expanding and evolving and changing and to become comfortable with change and growth, you know? And so I don't know where I'd be if I didn't have an epic support team to, that I can check in with as edges continue to come up. Because I'll tell you, I mean, I still have trepidation sometimes when I'm doing something new that's like a bigger stakes or maybe it's not even new, but it just feels like a bigger stakes game and there's a new layer of expansion and there can still be resistance. And I check in with therapist, I have a coach, I have body workers, you know, I have a lot of support. And I really feel like for all visionaries and people that are here to pioneer new systems and structures and their organization and their family and their lives and the world, like call in the support team and and do whatever it takes to just try the, the first time, the thing that you really want to do. I would also say, get clear on what your actual desire is. I notice in working with people in different settings that there can be a lot of resistance when you actually don't wanna do the thing you think you wanna do, right? Like, especially if it's in a work setting and maybe you've actually put pressure on yourself thinking, that cured thinking, that you should do things, right? Based on what other people are doing, based on, you know, whatever the expectation is of you. And it's like, if you have a truly authentic desire to make a video, to share something creative, to do something from your heart, then the resistance will be there maybe, but it won't be as, as big as if like you're trying to do something kind of against the stream, if you know what I mean. So I would get very clear on what is your actual desire if you notice resistance coming up around something that you think you want to do? And sometimes that can be so liberating, like, oh, I actually don't want to do this at all, and give yourself permission to let it go. And then with that space that you've created after letting the thing go, the should, see what else emerges, see that something new maybe arises. And let's see, I would say having some kind of a daily practice, right? Now more than ever, we're all processing so much energy just it's just part of the game of being human on earth at this time and i would say that if you know you can even take a few minutes a day but something consistent something with regularity with consistency to really tune into yourself whatever that is and meditation doesn't have to be sitting like you know yogic pose close your eyes like 
meditation is really anything that you're doing with mindfulness, with awareness. It can be anything, doing the dishes, cleaning, walking, like anything that you love to do. And on that note too, like how are you allowing more space in your day to focus on something that you really love? And this is where we connect with our authenticity. And this is nothing new. This is like not, these are not things I've made up. These are things that I've heard my whole life too, but only in the last few years of my own embodiment journey have I actually taken to heart and practiced and truly come into understanding of like why these things are really beneficial and why everybody's actually saying the same thing. <laughs> right. And how can it be, how can it help me? Yeah. <laughs> um, when you were talking that we call it your personal board, building your personal council around you. And I, I love, love that. that. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Finding that mentor, that coach, the cheerleader, the it, sometimes I think as human beings, we're hard on ourselves that, you know, well, we just can't work out because we're lazy or we just can't stick to that new routine, whether it be yoga or meditation or whether it mm. whatever it looks like. Right. And I, I think that it's the tribe that's actually lacking, not our lack of motivation or laziness or procrastination. We are human beings. Some of us are wired really disciplined. Lee <laughs> in a disciplined way. And some of us are not. And I think it's knowing this is my superpower. This is not. And, you know, let me call Sydney and let's have an accountability partnership yeah. or let me get a coach. Let me, you know, in the health pillar, we talk about ourselves as whole people at Rise Up mm -hmm. for You. And so there's money and there's spirituality and there's your health and there's your relationships mm -hmm. and your career, but that's not all of you, right? Mm -hmm. And so my husband, he lost 80 pounds in the last during COVID, basically, and has been able to keep it off. And people want to know all the time, what pill did you take? Did you have surgery? <laughs> did you, and you already know where I'm going. Yeah. Unfortunately for them, there is no quick fix. It did take, you know, almost a year. Yes, he had an accountability coach who just helped him track his food and find food choices. There was no crazy super smoothie, actually, even. It was like <laughs> good food and accountability. So his coach could then say, you know what, eat more protein or you need more calories or let's put in a second workout. It was moving his body and and eating without deprivation for sustainability. Mm -hmm. And today he's a, he feels like a new human being. Wow. And that speaks to exactly what you're saying. It's building that tribe around you and realizing, <laughs> okay, it's not for lack of willpower that I'm eating all the chips or all the cookies in the health pillar, for example. <laughs> but what can I do? How can I build a tribe of people around me and not stay so isolated and, and feel what, I, what I'm looking for? You're so right on. It hits, it hits home so deeply. And it, you know, reminds me of like, you are the combination of the five people that you spend the most time with. I really believe that. Like think about the influence of the people that you're constantly around that they have on you, that you have on each other. And, you know, Something that's coming up for me on my path is like, I'm moving. I'm moving to the other side of the island. It's not like a huge move, but it, it feels like it, honestly, because there's such different, you know, moving from the jungle to kind of the dry side. And, and it's just a very different dynamic. And But it's because of tribe. It's because of community. It's because of like, I want to be surrounded by a more grounded feeling energy, you know, and the environment as well. You know, that can be part of 
feeling supported by the space that you're in, right? And like this can change as we grow and evolve. It can sometimes come about suddenly even, you know, like, wait a minute, this isn't working anymore. Like where I live is not nourishing my creative expression and my feeling of expansiveness and just like how I want to be showing up and I want to feel challenged. This is really key, actually. I would encourage, you know, this inquiry of like, do I feel challenged? Do I feel expanded? Do I feel inspired by the people that I'm spending time with? Are they amplifying the qualities and the values that I really want to be embodying? You know, and again, comes back to that connection that you cultivate within yourself. Like, what do you value? What do you stand for? And this, again, applies to companies, right? Companies want to have a mission statement, a value statement, but it's like we're, the company is very much similar to ourselves to an individual like what do you value what do you believe in what do you stand for and how is your environment and your your connections supporting that or not and then what needs to shift to be in greater alignment mm, I love that Sydney how can we find out more about you and your books mm -hmm. and all the things oh you can just check out my website everything's there just my name sydneycampos.com and I have a Instagram same thing my name and then um yeah everything's there <laughs> I love it. Well, we love to ask a question uh, and that is, what does rise up for you mean to you? Oh, I hear immediately being your best friend, being your own best friend. <laughs> that was just what I heard right away. Like, and that feels really tender and just sweet. And it's almost in this childlike way. Like, you know, I'm a big advocate for also inviting play. I would say that's another big part of my whole approach and how I would encourage people to to tune in with themselves. Like, how do you like to play? How do you like to create in that play and that natural state of just innocence and joy? And this is where our best ideas come from. This is where our greatest innovation, our genius comes from. You know, it's like the thing we were doing all day when we were three. It's like the thing we're probably meant to do in this life. <laughs> I see it all the time. I see it in myself. And it's like... Mm. And then how do we tap into that space? How do we become our own best friend, our own best support, like really deepen connection with ourselves? And it's so intimate. And and more and more, I'm like, this is why I'm here, is to like really deepen in that connection and to be to be that support. When you get nervous or there's something life's throwing at you and you're scared and shame comes up, it's like, how are you your own best friend in that moment? I hear a lot of self-compassion in there too. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Sydney Campos from Hawaii, now newly residing a year in Hawaii. Thank you so much for joining us and being on our show today. It was just my just a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Amazing. Well, thank you for joining us here at the Rise Up For You podcast. And we want to make sure that you get access for free to our success kit. It is an absolute amazing compilation on confidence, public speaking, emotional intelligence, leadership, and more. It's a free download, and Netta, our CEO, and myself would love to give it to you. So please visit our website at riseupforyou.com slash success kit or text RISE podcast to 949-416-0671. Until the next time I see you, rise up for you.